Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down so I can go. Come on, y'all sit down. Because I'm telling you. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. He's brewing something. Something is brewing, I'm telling you. I'd be a woman of God. I'm te- I heard the Holy Ghost say, while some of y'all are waiting for 60 days, Elaine, he said, I can do it in six. Y'all stop playing, son. That's the response. I know he can. I know he will. And I know he shall. Y'all stop playing. Y'all stop playing. Y'all stop playing. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, surely the Lord had looked upon my affliction. Surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. And he conceived and she conceived again and bare a son. And said, because the Lord hath heard me that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again. We talked about Reuben on last week. Reuben means God's seed. And... Uh, she then comes to a place where uh, she's in her uh, closet, if you will, with the Lord. Uh, and the Lord is looking upon her situation. And he allows her to conceive another son. And the son, she names him Simeon. Simeon. Hallelujah means God has heard. And here we're going to deal with Simeon. Don't know if we're going to get to Levi today, but we're going to walk the text because as we uh, see here in Genesis, we understand that uh, Jacob, he uh, works seven years to have the opportunity to marry Rachel. I'm giving the backdrop for those that wasn't here on last week. He worked seven years uh, so that he could marry Rachel. And the Bible describes Rachel as a beautiful uh, woman, literally, upon him seeing her. Uh, He 
uh, said, I'm willing to do seven years uh, to have her. And the uncle says, that will work. I'm paraphrasing for the sake of time. That will work. We're going somewhere. Bear with me for just a little while. He says, that will work. Uh, and here we'll find that in the text, after the seven years of work, he gets tricked. And the night of the wedding, uh, uh, they literally uh, put him and Leah, who was the um, not so prettiest, uh, as they uh, would describe her, uh, but nevertheless is the oldest. And they put them together, but he does not recognize that it is Leah until the morning. How many things have you consummated or consecrated or been connected to and you did not realize it in the dark? But when the morning came, your eyes were enlightened and illuminated. And you said to the Lord, you must hate me. Glory to God. Mind you that Leah never asked for Jacob. Mm. But God knew that the connection with her and Jacob was necessary. There are some connections that you will often say, you know what, if I could undo that, I would have done it. But it was necessary. You ever look back at your life and say, had I not went through that, I would not be here. There are some things that you ought to thank God for, regardless of the affliction, the pain, the disappointment, or how you felt because of the, the ending of the thing. And say, God, I thank you because even in that you were blessing me. You'll come to find that wherever there is purpose, there is pain. You can never escape, escape pain if you are destined for purpose. Do you hear what I'm saying? You cannot have one without the other, no matter how hard you try. And so here we'll find that in this, she's, 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 she did not ask for the hand that she was dealt. Oftentimes in life we'll come to understand that when life uh, 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 gives you lemonade, lemons, you've got to make lemonade. And so she finds herself in a perplexed place like, God, I didn't ask for this, but because this is the custom of the time, it had to be so. And so when Jacob, he goes to the uncle, he's like, you tricked me, what's up with that? This is not what I work for. He said, but this is the custom that the oldest daughter have an experience that the younger daughter has to wait for. But I'm going to allow the younger daughter to see the experience of the older daughter with the expectations or the hope that she will learn and glean from it. 
good, bad, indifferent. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So here, so here, so here, Leah, here, Leah, she says, she says, I'm going to have another son because uh, surely maybe what I'm producing is going at some point bring a connection between me and the person that I have, uh, uh, I, I have uh, uh, connected with. So she has a son and here she's saying out of her hate, God sees her. God sees that she's hated, not necessarily hated, but he, he, he sees that perhaps she's the black sheep or perhaps she's the least favorable one or she's the least attractive one. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. She's, she's the least, period, with a T, for whatever reason, she's the least. Here, we would look at the text and we will often go back in our minds and say, how mean is that? That God will allow uh, Aaliyah to have an experience like that, to literally be tricked into marrying something that she didn't ask for. And then on top of that, he don't want her, he want her sister. That's mean. Oh, my heart goes out for Leah. Isn't that what we say? Not understanding that in all of this is purposeful. Because perhaps God wanted to do this to bring something out of Leah that was already there before she connected to Jacob. You ever been in a place in your heart where you didn't think much of yourself and a situation just helped enhance what you feel and then you were bold enough to communicate it out of your mouth. See, a lot of times people will put it together, well, you know, that don't make no sense that Leah, uh, Jacob would treat Leah like that. No, Leah already had some issues within herself before they were connected. Jacob was just a piece to bring out what was already in her. And here God was allowing her to be blessed by opening up her womb and bearing uh, uh, sons because in that custom, a woman bearing a son was something phenomenal. It was something to be celebrated. But she kept looking at how the son or the season that the son was being produced out of. You got to see a blessing even in a curse. ain't saying nothing the bible says bible says she says i'm getting ready to have another son and i'm gonna have it because the lord saw that i was hated watch this what the enemy will cause us to do is be fixated on the fact that uh she was hated and we will have pity for her but when you turn on your spiritual eye gates and ear gates you will come to the understanding that in the text God was trying to show Leah that even if you wasn't loved by a man you was loved by me but we will miss that and the enemy will have you stuck on the fact that I was hated 
And God was like, even in the midst of your hate, I loved you enough to cause you to produce again. There was, oh glory to God, there was some stuff, I don't know who I'm talking to in this room, but I come to prophesy to somebody to tell you in your hated place, is gonna be where, that's the place that you're going to be the most productive. You're getting ready to produce something in the place of being hated than you will ever be able to produce in the place of being accepted. Being hated and discounted. Being the black sheep is going to be a benefit to you. Let me talk. I'm watching the time. I want to talk slow because I want it to sink in. I want it to sink in. I want it to sink in because oftentimes we start pitying people because we know a little back scope or the backdrop of their situation. And so we respond wrong. Somebody would have been connected to Leah and in that season of her life, they would have responded wrong. Like, girl, you should just leave. Girl, you ain't signed up for this. Man, I'm telling you, this is some bull crap. This crazy. Ain't no God in this, but God's hand was all in it. Because God perhaps wanted to bring Leah to a place where she would start communicating how she felt. And even though she didn't communicate it to him, God heard her heart even when she didn't communicate it audibly. And God says, you've been in this place long enough. So without you even communicating it out of your mouth, I'm going to show you that I heard you when I didn't hear you. Somebody just missed that. I'm going to show you that I heard you when I didn't hear you. You get ready to get your greatest blessing in this dark place that you're in. Everybody is, they, 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 they're crying for the light of God. But at some point, you got to say, God, do what you're going to do in the dark so I can't see it. Because if I can't see it, that means I can't put my hands in it. I'm going to have to solely depend on you to do it. To fix it, to turn it around, to rearrange it. We got to stop asking God to only bless me when the light come. Bless me in my dark place. Because, honey, when it's dark, I can't see. I can't put my hands in it. Which means I can't get no glory as a result of it. So, Leah's in a dark place. Leah is in a dark place. She's in a perplexed place. She's in a place that uh, would seem as though she is getting the short end of the stick. And so, and so, and so she starts, she starts in her heart. Uh, she starts in her heart uh, communicating how she feels before it ever came out of her mouth. Bible says that, Leah, watch this. You uh, didn't have any children. Your sister was barren. He says, but I favor the least. Watch this. 
Scripture says, everybody want to know who's the greatest in the kingdom. Well, it's not the prettiest. It's not the one that has the most. Scripture says it's the one that serves. What are you saying, Pastor? I don't understand it. It don't make sense. Leah. Leah wasn't uh, a young lady that did not know God. Uh, Leah was a young lady that in the midst of knowing God, got dealt a bad hand. And in your progression, in your relationship with God, sometimes a monkey wrench will be thrown in there. And in the process of that monkey wrench being thrown in your developmental growth and your relationship with God and or in your natural life, it will cause you uh, to take a step back so that you can perhaps, if the enemy will, get you off focus and off course. But you got to understand that here, even in the text where it says that because uh, Leah was hated, God blessed her. God wanted to see that I heard you. And not only did I hear you, but I am allowing you to birth something that is connected to me. You think that she just pulls these names out of the sky and the Lord just decides to place her names in the, in the realm of tribes? No. Oh, these names mean something. These names, they're going to be an asset to the kingdom of God. He says, he says, uh, his name means that God heard everything that I was going through in my dark season. You've got to understand that while you are continuing to talk about it's the enemy, I know the devil don't want me blessed. I know the devil don't want me successful. I know the de devil don't want my family together. You know, all of this stuff that we talk about, we don't, the devil, the devil, the devil. And God is like, my hand is all in this. Because when your family was together, I was the least. When you was popular and everybody wanted to be around you and in your circle, he was the least. You didn't grow because you were just so sold out for the Lord. Your growth started when the bottom fell out. And you didn't know which way to turn and you didn't know what else to do. You tried everything else only to find it was temporary. Jesus was the least. So he says, he says, he says, it's going to be in this place. 
that where you giving the enemy so much credit for how your life is going. I couldn't understand. I said, man, every state I go to, I play that Powerball and that Mega Million, but I can't seem to get my numbers picked. And then in my, listen, and then take it a step further, Mark, we be saying stuff like, God, you know what I'll do with it. <laughs> listen, listen, in my heart, I said, Lord, I'm going to be like Solomon. Solomon meaning I'm going to build you a temple first. Y'all see how we do? So I'm like, God, it don't make no sense. I don't understand. All these other people, they got this, they got that, they got that. And God is like, girl, stop. Why are you tripping? I'm giving you what you can handle in this season. Tell somebody, seasons change. But you got to be prepared when the season comes. You can't be getting prepared. You got to already be prepared for what's to come. So God is preparing Leah because surely this is not her end. Surely there is a victory that's coming out of this. But he wants to take Leah through the stages of her life to see what she has been suppressing all the time. She's been suppressing not feeling loved. She has been suppressing the place of feeling hated. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Suppressing that place. And so God says, I have to bring something that will trigger that place in your life. Because it's not until something triggers that that will show you whether you really delivered from it or not. See, you got to be honest with yourself and say, self, am I just disciplined? Or am I delivered? And when you've been disciplined long enough, God now brings you to a place where there is a trigger. And that trigger is not for you to go down a downward spiral. That trigger is that you will get delivered. It's not because you're hated. She said, I was hated. So the Lord, he smiled upon me and gave me a child in exchange for the season that I was in. Did y'all just hear what I said? Oh, the Lord said, I'm hated. So he going to bless me in order. He, his blessing is going to exchange the season I'm in. No, his blessing ain't going to exchange your season. His blessing is going to show you that I was there all the time. But you missed it because I was the least. You missed it because you confide in everything else and everybody else. So now you want to act like I owe you a son. He didn't owe Leah a son. Leah, this son is a benefit to you because out of it, my prayer is that you get delivered. 
You start acting like God owe you something because you come to church every Sunday and you start acting like God owe you something because you ahead of time and you start acting like God owe you something because I've been faithful. I've been committed. I used to say that ignorant stuff. God, you mean to tell me you gonna take me through this and you know I've been this and I've been that and God said and it benefited you. You're disappointed because you act like God owe you. I am a bird a pastor and you talking about you going to let my family go through this. And God said you am a bird a pastor is what kept your mind while you were going through it. It was a benefit to you. Hear what I'm saying. No, I don't understand. I don't make no sense. No, I, I tithe. Y'all know how we do. I tithe. I'm consistent. I'm faithful in my tithing. And God, you going to allow me to be humiliated like this? God said, baby, your humiliation is a benefit to you. Because it's in the humiliation of the thing that you will then turn and give it to God. But as long as your hand is on it and you think you got a hand handle on this matter, God is like, you go right on. Let me know how I work in the end for you. You got to make a confession that God, this ain't working. This ain't working. I'm addicted to this. Man, it ain't working. Pornography ain't gonna work. Oh, I feel something in the room. But it's all right, baby. It ain't gonna work. Those familiar things that you have grabbed to comfort you in this next season, God is going to expose you and show you it ain't cold. So, God owes Leah nothing. He's saying, Leah, I'm simply doing this to try to bring you out of the place that you're in with the hopes that you will have a different perspective and see it differently. Y'all never known anybody that they find pleasure in this victimized mentality? And you telling them, like, guess what? Yeah, I know it looks rough. I, I know what you've been through, but, but are you tired yet? You know, they're great deflectors. Everything reverts back to... Uh, they, they deflect. 
you know, some way, somehow, it, it start going back to them and what they got going on and how they feel. And, and, and so they, they, they manipulate you by way of the deflecting spirit. So you can't even get fully delivered because while I'm trying to share with you with the hopes that God would do something in me, you deflect and flip it. It's back on you. So, y'all, y'all ever have relationships? And when I talk about relationships, I'm not always talking about uh, the opposite sex being the I'm talking about relationship period with people uh, uh, friendships uh, is that safer <laughs> with with people and 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 they are very deflective uh, because uh, they're acting like whenever a person is overly deflective uh, they really don't want to be delivered they want to be pitied because I'm not being deflective uh, with the hopes that you will help me come through the season that I'm in I'm being deflective with the hopes that I will be able to manipulate you to feel sorry for me And so Leah, she's constantly talking about the season that she in. She flips it from seeing it from the perspective, Elaine, that this is God's hand in my situation. Oh, she says, God, God sees that I'm hated. God saw that I was broke. And so he calls Narissa to come and slip $20 in my hand. God didn't owe you $20. God wanted you to know that I know you a piss poor steward. But, oh, come on here. We should have did the offering. We should have. Well, I don't know how these tithes going to look today, Aunt Val. Uh, listen, listen, listen. He know you a piss poor steward. But God says, I'm trying to overlook your negligence. With the hopes. That you will humble yourself and say, I need help. You know, you know, Pastor, you, you know, that, that, that don't make no sense. You know how, how they don't never acknowledge that I clean the church. I was like, that's a benefit Amen. to you. Why, why do people need to know you bought toilet paper? Let me, let me get back on the script. Let me, let me, I'm sorry, y'all. I got another church coming in behind us. Let me, let me get back on the script, Christy, for they. We talk about him. so 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 Leah so Leah she comes to a place where she names this son Simeon and she's talking about it's because God did this because he saw I was hated. I want you to understand, beloved, today that God don't owe you anything. 
You can't serve God enough to make him bless you any more than he already desired to do. So put your manipulation card up. God can't be pimped or played. Anything that God ever done and shall do is because he already cautioned it to be so. You can't even serve your way into a blessing. He already decided on which day at what time that he was going to do it. You can't cry your way into a blessing. Honey, some people need Academy Award, honey. I'm telling you, I'm surprised they ear ducks still working. They're eye ducks. You can't cry your way into a blessing. People try it. Here we go. So, so, so I need you to understand that God don't owe you a thing. Because if you really look at the scope of your life, what makes you deserving of all that he already done? Some of us have cursed God without even cursing. Some of us have killed people without a gun. Some of us have backslid and we ain't even have sex. So what makes you deserving of the blessing? Because you show up. a benefit to you the fact that the Lord didn't kill you in it the fact that you came out still in your right mind come on it's a benefit to you how dare you not make time for God trying to work on what I say I ain't going we owe God because at 2.5 seconds you could be out of here just like that you didn't have to make it to 15222 this morning your bed could have been your cooling board and if we tell the truth some of ours should have been a long time ago the fact that you didn't get the penalty that you deserved, you owe God. You keep not showing up and talking about because what somebody said and how somebody treated you and what they didn't do. How, child, bye. That gets old. I'm showing up because I owe him. I'm not showing up for friendship. Come on here. I'm not showing up to be in the clique. I'm not showing up to be popular. I show up because I owe him. That's it. That's all.
She says, she says, we got five minutes. She says in verse 33 uh, that she, Lord, allowed her to conceive because he saw that she was hated. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, glory to God. Y'all ought to thank God for some of the things that you thought was a result of hate. Because it showed you that you were stronger than you thought you were. The very thing that the enemy sought out to use to destroy you and to kill you couldn't. She says in verse 34, she says, and she conceived again. Watch this. It's the third round. And she conceived again. And for some reason, God keeps favoring her with the sons. Why didn't the Lord find it necessary for her to have a girl? I got time to get in this. He keeps blessing her. And what the enemy is after is the male seed. Because it's the male seed that causes the multiplication in the earth. So God says, I'm going to allow you to birth something that the enemy wants you to see as hatred toward you. Oh, let me break it down a little bit more. So, so I'm going to allow you to have a son. I'm allowing you to produce something that the enemy will want to alter in your mind to make you think don't love you and not as for you. Are y'all catching it? So God says, I'm going to allow you to produce the hard thing in your life. I'm going to teach you how to counteract that love by producing a son. And what the enemy wants to do is cause women, y'all, come on, hear me, I'm this for the grown-ups. What the enemy wants women to do is hate men. That's why there are so many lesbians. Because of something false. But I'm confused. Because you don't like men, but you dress like them. Which helps me to understand. Let me. Y'all, let me close. Let me close. Let me. I. Charles got up. Oh, you got my back. You was coming like, let me stand right here. Okay. So what the enemy does is he tries to bring this sabotage against men. And God 
going to get every woman that desires to walk in the in the in the manner or the anointing or the liberty of a man what do you mean pastor what i mean is you don't dress like one but you castrate them with your mouth your behavior says man shut your mouth Why are you jumping up in a man's face and you're a woman? How we get here? How do we get here, baby? Because the enemy knows. He knows that there is something, there is something so amazing and so phenomenal about the male seed. Without the male seed, there is no productivity. There is no multiplication in the earth. So he uses ignorant women. To talk out of their previous experience. I'm trying to help us. Pastor, I don't understand why I can't get a man. Because you act like one. I don't understand why they shut down and won't talk to me because you castrated them. Every time you open your mouth, they trying to figure out. So the enemy wants her to think that there is a problem with the seed that she's married to. But God wants to show her that the problem was there before you married him. But nobody had the goals to check you and to tell you, get yourself together. Before you walk down the aisle. Oh, my brother should have hollered right there. Because I had to get delivered from that spirit. Honey, it ain't nothing about me funny. And I, I, I don't do women on a good day. I don't come to judge nobody. But what I said out of my mouth was castrate. And I thought God was pleased. I thought God was pleased, Camille, because I didn't cuss you. But you didn't affirm me either. And so, how much time I got, y'all? Uh, watch the time. Y'all know we got to get out of here. But that's about to be over soon. Watch this. That's about to be over soon. I'm telling you. 
That's about to be over soon. So the enemy, I got about five minutes, right? I got five minutes. Got five minutes. Okay, I got five minutes. Keep track of my time. Watch this. And so what the enemy wants to do, he wants to have Leah, he wants Leah to have a false, uh, is it prejudgment? Uh, a presumption of who she was connected to. And so now, out of her presumption, she felt like uh, producing babies uh, will bring him to a place to love her. And what God was doing, he was like, Let's look, look, I'm going to show you something. Your husband is not your problem. Your problem existed before he came in the picture. What I allowed was the situation to be manifested so it can smack you in the face for you to deal with it and stop sweeping it under the rug. I ain't start having these problems till I marry him. They were hidden. And you've heard it before. But you didn't respect the source that told it to you. And so here, so here, I got to hurry up, y'all, I'm telling you. So here, God allows her to keep producing sons so that she can get a different perspective about men. Because surely it should be hard to hate what came out of you. It's going to be a struggle. And so God has to teach you how to love and how to respect by way of what I'm allowing you to produce. Because the first thing we do if somebody talk crazy to our sons as parents, it's pop off. Why are you letting her talk to you like that? That's crazy. You don't have to accept that. And guess what? Your man mama saying the same thing about you. And why are you allowing your wife to talk to you like that? Oh, I'm going to get the men. Y'all just, just wait. This ain't no segregation here. But the reason that I'm so hard on a woman, can I say this and y'all don't be offended? Can I say this and the men gonna still so in my life? The reason that I am so hard on women is because we have the power to make it work. You got the power to make it work. But the enemy wants you to fight against what covers you. If you fight what covers you,
covers you, you become uncovered. How, 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 do I, how do I become uncovered, Pastor, because we're still in the same house, but y'all ain't talking? A person wants to cover you without strain. Don't make it a struggle to cover you. He's to cover you while you're, while, while he's covering you and you're his assignment. He's your assignment. He's covering and you're operating out of wisdom in your assignment to create a culture that's peaceful, that's lovable, that's tolerable, that's durable. That make him want to come home instead of working overtime. I've had to tell, she's so hard on us. I'm hard because y'all going to be like me on the white couch by yourself if you don't get this. You hear what I'm saying? Some of y'all, y'all in the grocery store, and a joker like, hey, uh, you like oranges? These oranges are, yep. <laughs> Instantly, you're a problem. You already an issue. Go ahead, shorty, go ahead. <laughs> Let me go down aisle six. You're an instant issue. Listen, you can't be praying to my God, see, I'm hated. And I want to be with the daughter. You're not approachable. That's what the word say. You got to show yourself friendly. So let me, what time is it? Y'all, we really got to get out of here. 12, 12. Okay, three minutes. Is this good? Is this helping us? Because, Because I'm trying to bring us as a body to a different place. Not just in the kingdom, but in our homes. Because if you are hellier in my house, you can't teach me nothing about kingdom. Let's not be fake. If I'm a hellion in my house, how am I bring my spouse to Christ? I'm two people. I'm one way in church, and I'm another way when I get home. The church people think I'm so sanctified. She's so nice. Oh, my God. How could her husband treat her like that? <laughs> Honey, when that thing get home, she a pistol. <laughs> and 
And then we start. That's how that whole victimized spirit start. And we start talking about, oh, they hate me. They don't love me. This don't make no sense. I ain't living like this, huh? Because I, I can go on. I can do this. I can support myself. I can take care of myself. If he don't get himself together, I'm going up a Marlboro. Go ahead. Because the pickings are slim. And honey, you don't know whether you're getting a man or a shim. See, that's that big bad talk. Sick of him, honey. He been sick of you. I'm trying to help us. Because we got to get this together. Because how can God celebrate you, bless you, and be pleased with you by your servitude in church, but when you get home, you somebody altogether different? Come on, man. How you want your spouse and your children to come to church and all they do is hear you dog the church out and the people in the church? And then you want to smack their mouth when they get around sick and say, yeah, because my mama says she don't like you no way with your nappy head. Then you ready to smack your kid, but you were running your mouth in front of them. And they just called you out. We got to get it together. It makes no sense that worldly marriages last longer than people in the church. That's crazy. We have to come to a place where our perspective change about men. And if you do, you got to stop desiring to be one. Because every month tells you that you're not. Adjust and act accordingly. enemy tricked us. He has us fighting our assignments. It don't have to be that hard. If I could just, I could just leave. I can, I can go. I can find me somebody else. Honey, you gonna find out that the grass, the gas, the, the, the water bill higher. It might be greener, but it's gonna be higher. And it still takes time to grow it. It's been three years. It's been three years. Right? It's been about three years I've been divorced, single, but I can find somebody. 
But it's been three years. But y'all missing the point. As cute as I might think I am, the fact is it's been three years. That's the facts. The question is, in three years, what have you done? So that you won't have a repeat in the next three more years. If you did get one. See, people don't want to be honest. You know, we want to be prideful and, and arrogant. And, yeah, because I can, I can find something else. Honey, you sure can go to Millwood. They got them all day. get anything I want me a doctor but I work at AutoZone won't read no books won't educate myself can't hold a productive conversation what are you doing till he come I want a lawyer but I'm I work in the kitchen at a school and I can't even speak the language let me dismiss we got to go come if you come on I shut up do y'all hear what I'm saying now we got to get to the son Levi but I'm telling you there is victory coming out of the story God's hand is all in where you are.